0: hey rich hey michael and hello everyone out there this is bit punch radio episode zero zero eight rich we're gonna talk about board games tonight
1: <laughs> you mean going to talk I about know, board games <laughs> yeah something that
0: you might not have a lot of experience in but i'm gonna turn you into a big old board gamer oh boy but uh before we get into that what have you been up to
1: uh, playing a lot of, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so I started playing that last week. Um, I'd only played, like, the first hour or so, I think, when we recorded last week. hmm Um, I would say I'm a good 14 hours in now. 15, somewhere in there. Um, I kind of feel like I have beat, like, the first act of that game now. Um, or, or close to it. So I have a pretty good, uh... You know, idea of what that game is, which is a lot like Origins and Odyssey, Um, just in in a different setting with some, you know, quality of life improvements. You know, from those two games, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still really liking the story uh, quite a bit. The whole Viking England thing uh, is pretty good. Um, it, it, It is definitely leaning into like the mythical god kind of Norse mythology stuff. Uh, yeah. With the Vikings, so that's that's kind of weird, uh, but but I like it. Um, a lot of a lot are of good. You,
0: are you playing as a guy or a girl? A uh, girl. Okay.
1: Um, a lot of good quests, good side quests. The main story has been pretty fun so far. Um, it, it, it's definitely yeah. I like think I said this last week. It's definitely the most Witcher those games have been so far. Um, down to like the combat and the way the combat works is really close to like a direct rip off of the witcher. Um, but, hmm. but yeah, no, and and there's a couple side quests that I've done. I haven't done a ton, um, but there's, there's been a few interesting ones. Uh, one involving a nudist camp, <laughs> which, which kind of disappointed me a little bit in its, uh, in its options to like, like the things that you could do with that quest. Not that I would, and not what you're thinking. Um,
0: is that why you've been testing out that ultra wide monitor? Yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that side quest is is kind of is you kind of you come across this dude and he's just like in his underwear and you're like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, I got kicked out of my nudist camp that I started. And he's like, I want you to go steal all their clothes so they have to stay nude forever. And I was like, well, that's kind of the point of a nudist camp, but okay? Mm-hmm. And so I go up there and they're all like dancing around in their underwear and having a good time. And I walk up to one of the ladies and she's like, Hey, you can join us, you know, and you can like in this Assassin's Creed game, I think you could do this in, in odyssey too, but you could, uh, it's got like an actual conversation tree. Yep. So yep. like, it's like an RPG. Um, so you can ask her a few different things. So you can ask her about the dude, you know, that said he got kicked out and she's like, yeah, you know, he kind of couldn't control himself. Uh, with the whole nude thing implying that he was maybe making some sexual advances Mm. Um, and right like at that moment I wanted to be like okay fuck that guy I'm gonna be on these people's side right well the game really didn't let me so you you basically have the option to like take your clothes like she, she the lady's like put your clothes in that uh in that chest and you can, you know, you can party. And so I took off, like I went into the inventory, literally took my clothes off, like on a, like unequip my clothes. And then it plays like a little cut scene. And then you wake up and I was like, okay, cool. Like what, what's the next part of this now that I've kind of chosen their side. And I went back up to the, you know, to the dude that sent me there and nothing happened. And I was like, what? well, what the heck? Like, why isn't it like, why am I not going back to him and being like, hey, you're a douche, I'm on their side, like, F off, and, like, finishing that side quest. Um, And I messed around with it for probably 45 minutes and eventually Googled it, like, Googled that mission, and the only way to complete that mission and, like, get XP for it and credit for it is to, like, go steal the people's clothes, is, like, to do the quest, like, rigidly that way what yeah i couldn't like and that, and see that's such a big thing in the witcher like is like there were so many side quests and and story quests that had that kind of choice um and it, it that one didn't yeah it didn't have it and i got kind of disappointed mm. but um it it's still a fun game though um and and there may be other i like i said i haven't played a ton of the side quests uh so so there may be other ones in there a little more fleshed out but uh, it does seem like there's a lot of random kind of encounters like that are like that I just I hope some of them can like branch out more and have more options in, in how you kind of decide to take care of them
0: yeah I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're moving away <clears throat> and I mean they did this with Odyssey too but uh, and I'm sure Origins but moving away from that Batman type combat where you're just kind of being more button mashy and yeah, you just yeah, I, you definitely. I, I can't. fell out of Syndicate quite a bit uh, yeah. just because the combat wasn't really that interesting. It just seemed like I was just kind of mashing on buttons, and I somehow was successful. So, yeah,
1: it's it's very parry heavy. So like parry, like you you can still button mash like some of the grunts, like some of the low level enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of burn through them pretty quick, but it's light heavy, light light attack heavy attack, um, and you you do have like a stamina bar. So if you, you know, you can kind of weigh yourself out doing too many attacks or like dodging too much, and then uh, you have like this adrenaline meter, and once it fills up, you can do like a special attack, which is very Witcher. Um, hmm. So yeah, it's, I found the combat fine. It's not you know, it's not anything fantastic, but it's fine.
0: How does it run?
1: Like total shit. Ah. Yeah, so I have an Xbox <laughs> One S. So I do not have the next gen console or even a One X, the Pro Xbox mm-hmm. from last generation. Now, um, it screen tears so bad.
0: You're playing on a 1080p, right?
1: Yes, I'm playing on a okay. 1080p TV. Um, wow, I haven't tried it out on my 4K TV upstairs yet, but now it screen tears some of the, like more than any game than I can remember, <laughs> like in recent memory. Um, there's there's spots where it runs way less than thirty frames a second. Mm. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Breath of the Wild, like when you would get into some of those towns in Breath of the Wild, and it would just oh, yeah. really get chunky. Yeah, it, it sort of does that. Not quite that bad, but it does it for more prolonged periods. Um, hmm. But it's it's okay. Uh, it, yeah hopefully that gets patched and you know they can fix that but uh it's pretty rough
0: what is their upgrade path to like um i feel like you maybe answered this last week but if you were to buy a series x today would you have to pay ten dollars or is it a free upgrade
1: no so uh valhalla is a smart delivery game so smart delivery is the uh the the Microsoft buzzword for if you buy it on one console, you get it for free on the other console. Um, Mm. I know that's that way in Cyberpunk's that way. A a handful of games are that way. Um, that's one of their, and, and it's actually says that like in the store, like when you buy it on the Xbox, uh, store on the console, it's like, Hey, this has smart delivery. If you buy it here, you'll get it here. Um, which we haven't really talked about that. They, they updated that whole UI. Um, even for the older uh, older consoles, so everything's kind of running in. Uh, it's like a consistent UI across both the new gen and old gen. Um, the, the way they've done the store now, with 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 the confusing thing that they have now with the the new S and X and the old X and S, uh, is pretty good. I think you know it's pretty clear. Like when I bought Valhalla, it's like, hey, this is uh, can run on Series S and Series X, but it's also you know, can run on your console and the whole, like, smart... Del- They've done a really good job of, like, making that clear. Like, right. what, what all this game will do. At least... It's also probably been.
0: setting it up because they're going to be launching games within probably the next year that right. aren't going to run on S... Or OGS or X.
1: Right. And even when you go to the, like, My Games and Apps section in, in on the console, you can sort it by by, like, console... And it'll be like no, oh, nice. like like okay. these run on S Series S and X, and these run on One Xbox One, and you know these are three sixty games or whatever. So they, I think they've done a pretty good job with that. With that. So UI. so what
0: about like I know they're they're announcing that it runs on it, but are they are they distinguishing at all if they've done any work to upscale or if it's just doing that natively? Or so, um, for instance, like Ori, you know, Ori, uh, it's a gorgeous game and. I've. I think they're going to do some work for for the Series X, but are they? Like, how do you know you're playing that version of the game? Or how do you know that? Okay, now this work is done. Is it just going to be some sort of like little ticker on it that says like, okay, now this has been enhanced for the Series X? Yeah, no, so. yeah, no,
1: no, yeah. When you buy, like I said, yeah, when you buy it, it's like this is this has been this is a Series X and an, an S enhanced game. Like, it's, okay, because it's, cool. it's really yeah. clear about which titles have that and don't. Perfect. And that game is, like I've, I watched a side-by-side on YouTube of Valhalla running on a on a regular Xbox One and a new Series X, and it's like night and day. Ugh. Like it runs at like 60 frames, looks awesome. Yeah, I'm super, super jealous right now.
0: See, you're, you're saying that uh, they've updated the... I haven't turned my Xbox on in a while. And yeah, I know I have the, the, the new TV, but I've just been playing through Ultimate. Um that's that's really all I've been playing. And you know, Steam and stuff, I've you know been playing Hades and Divinity and stuff, but I just really haven't turned on my Xbox in a while. My kids play on it like way more than I do, so yeah. I just have not seen that stuff. The I will say the ultimate the Xbox app I, it it's kind of buggy. Um it kind of always has been, but they've done some changes to it, but it's um it still seems kind of buggy, like I still have box art that won't show up or uh it used to be really good at like showing here's some games that are leaving and it'll tell me that for the console side of it but it won't tell me that on the PC side. It just seems like they're they're still trying to work that stuff out, which is fine, but I've just noticed that it has been kind of buggy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've never I've actually never used it on on Windows, so
0: Should I play Valhalla?
1: i I don't know <laughs> if yeah. you're interested in the story, you're like in that i I really like that type of game, like I like the open world game like
0: yeah. there
1: was a there was a buy up like to buy like buy the map that has all the icons on it, like it just shows you where all the shit is. I bought that immediately it's like i'll pay $5. For and it, so so it. that like,
0: doesn't I, that that immersion doesn't break it for you. No. no. Cuz i i would just be over i'd be like oh god <laughs> this no. is too much i can't no. do it. No, no no. no. I mean mm-hmm. it
1: does have it does have that thing that ubisoft open world games have had in the past uh where it like does like the limited hud where it'll be like like when you're talking to somebody they'll be like hey you need to go south of this town and then to the east a little bit and then you kind of do mm-hmm. that. Kind of like Odyssey. I think Odyssey was the first game to have that. It had like a limited, um, a limited like map and a limited like HUD. So it wasn't like all the time like pulsing at you like where you needed to go. And that's actually a pretty right. cool feature. But for this, I just want to like this specific game. Like I want to play it like Skyrim. I want to see the map. You know, start running in a direction, see the thing, go to the thing, do the thing, go to the next mm-hmm. thing. You know. So uh, I did play Breakpoint when I was playing Breakpoint. Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint I did play it with that limited HUD and that was actually pretty cool uh, mm. I liked it quite a bit in that game
0: a lot um, of people would say to turn the uh, mini map off in Red Dead and just ride right? and just yeah. talked about how an ama- like just how amazing that experience was just kind of going through the desert And I never did that but it seems cool <laughs> so a lot of Valhalla
1: yes Yes, quite a bit. Um
0: you you did jump into a little divinity.
1: Yeah, we did. We did play. We did start some divinity after yeah. uh, last week's episode. Um, which I think is going to be pretty fun. I'm I'm excited to keep playing it. Um definitely since you know what you're doing now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it helps to know like what you're And then, you know, I think uh I think a lot of other games kind of borrow that same Level of um, just complexity, so you could jump into Baldur's Gate now if you wanted to. You know, there's going to be some subtle differences, but I watched uh, some video on that game and it looks pretty similar. I mean, it's, t- it's definitely telling a different story, and the way that they're handling combat and stuff is is going to be unique enough, uh, but it's still going to be in that same vein of style. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still still playing that game. Uh, I know you were going to join <clears throat> uh, some friends of mine, but uh, that night actually we we had some very tough fights, so it was probably <laughs> a good thing that uh, <laughs> that you didn't hop in. But I, I mean, I might pick up Valhalla at some point. I mean, I like those games. Like I said, I burned out on Syndicate, but I I stopped Odyssey because it was just a little overwhelming. So I like the fact that Valhalla might be a little more scaled down. Uh, It's probably going to be something more that I will check out after cyberpunk. You know, I don't, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm where you were like three weeks ago where you're not, (laughs) I don't want to start something big. So I'm wrapping up age of empires. I'm wrapping up rage. uh, I think I am anyway. And so I'm just going to like continue to play Hades. And then at some point, you know, whenever cyberpunk hits, hopefully, you know, on its new date, uh, that'll be the game that'll probably get me through a good chunk of next year because i yeah. do play i tend to play several games at once um i tend to read that way i i tend to watch a lot of you know tv that way I, i'm i'm okay to kind of jump in and out of things but I think yeah, you you are more of like a focused. You like to just kind of focus on one thing, but
1: yeah, I mean, I have games that I jump around with, but, but yeah, yeah, I tend to focus on like one big game and, and just right. like finish it. Um, I will say, I am a little worried about Cyberpunk with kind of how poorly Valhalla's been running on my old Xbox. Yeah, I am a little worried that the Cyberpunk is gonna be an issue, but we'll we'll see. That game's been in development a long time.
0: I know it's um, it was no originally indication it, it was supposed to come I out will, a year ago. So that's okay, right? And I will say the specs, like the PC specs that it's required, are low. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure it'll look great, but I I, I was kind of shocked that I mean my PC you know has four or five year old parts in it. Uh, the graphics card's a little newer, but it's nothing spectacular at all, and it should run Cyberpunk you know with no issue at all if i decide to buy it through steam i don't i don't know what i want to get it for like, you know the part of me wants to play it on a, in my tv um and even just let my 1s just upscale it because i think it does a decent job and it's not great but you know the fact that it's able to do a little upscaling it it i you know uh star wars looked nice i will say that and i could tell that it was doing some work it wasn't 4k or anything like that but it's it's definitely doing some work to it, which was which was nice to see. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to buy that for. Hell, I might buy it for both. Who knows? <laughs> what about this ultra wide monitor?
1: Yeah. So a friend of uh, my, one of my office mates, uh, bought one of those things, a thirty five, a thirty four inch LG ultra wide monitor. Nothing fancy. I think it's only, I think it's only a 1080p monitor, um, which is. I think pretty common with the ultra wides. Um, yeah, I had been kind of wanting to test one out, and so he he had one, and he let me kind of use it today. I've 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 looked at those things for like years, and and always wanted to buy one, but never really did. I I kind of think after using it today that thirty four inches isn't big enough.
0: That it's not
1: right. Like to use as a single hmm. monitor because at, I think I think my two monitors at work now are twenty seven inch. I have two dual like twenty seven inch monitors, and this thirty four is actually less screen real estate than those two put together.
0: Have you seen that forty nine inch widescreen yeah, yes. or the the ultra wine. I yes. think it's an LG.
1: Yes, it is. It's twelve hundred dollars. Yes, I've already been looking at it on Amazon <laughs> before we started recording this podcast. <laughs> but that is too much money for a monitor. Yeah, it is. But that that, that thing looks pretty legit. Uh, yeah, and, and the one I was using was not curved. Uh, so mm, I, okay. I, I kind of think I definitely want that.
0: For sure. I like, yeah, 34 flat seems, see, I so I have a LG 29 inch that is a, um, it's a uh, ultra wide. So its dimensions are weird. It's like a 2560 by 1080 or something like that i think
1: that's what that 34 inches
0: yeah yeah so yeah uh and then my samsung the g5 or whatever this is uh it's it's a curved it's a 34 inch and it's it's um you know it's a 1440p monitor i love it i love you know having both of these my whole setup is so strange here i've got the the samsung is on a mount is mounted on the wall and then the LG, the ultra wide, is on my desk. But I have a tabletop or standing desk, so the arm like moves up and down. There was a, um, there was a like a hundred dollar Amazon arm, uh, but it had like really bad reviews. People were just saying that the hardware that it came with was rubbish. So I found like a comparable one, and I really like it. Uh, you have to really mess with the tension of it though because uh, it i think it says it can hold like 14 pounds and this monitor might be around 12 maybe so it's kind of pushing it a little bit but uh, i like the curved it's it takes a little getting used to um you can you can really tell a difference and i think the samsung actually might be even a little deeper of a curve i've seen some reviews where people were saying that i don't know how much i believe it but i i like it Uh, it's it's cool um i like the ultra wide too though so i've got you know i'm recording the podcast on that right now and i've got audacity on one side and i've got our show notes on the other and it's just nice having having that little bit of extra screen real estate but Mm -hmm. i know like in your in your spot coming from like a 27 inch monitor you've got the height on of a 34 inch but um you're missing what is that uh, 54 inches or something like the you know the yours would spread out right and just having a yeah that's that's definitely not wide enough <clears throat> it's crazy like how how different a mon- <laughs> like all these different monitors are and i thought i messed up at first because the the curviness of the samsung definitely took a little bit to get used to, but it's yeah. growing on me.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure about it yet. I, yeah. I was kind of test driving it to see if I wanted to buy one. I definitely think I'd want one that was curved for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're looking to buy a monitor and a TV?
1: Uh, probably a TV before a monitor. Yeah. Unless I can convince my work to buy me the monitor. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's always the best when yeah. work will... Pay for that stuff, <laughs> yeah. yeah, as much as you can. You you need that, you know. You oh, need to be yeah. able to see these drafts from yeah. like a different dimension, the curved dimension. Yep, yep.
1: <laughs> uh, All
0: right, yeah. what else? You what else you up to?
1: Uh, so we're 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 reading the graphic novel that we're going to talk about next week, right?
0: Next week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I finished the volume that we're going to talk about of East of West.
0: So can I pause you and just say how adorable it is that you keep messing up <laughs> when you're explaining this to me cuz I'm like you read 5 volumes of East of West in like 5 <laughs> days but it was 5 issues of it. So
1: Well, I was getting Sorry. confused because you you know you sent the you sent it to me and you're like, "Okay, it's called East of West." I'm like, "All right." So I go on to Amazon, I'm looking at it and I see like 45 issues and i'm like holy shit yeah there's, there's a lot and so then i'm like all right you know batman was the same way so i'm like let me go find the whole thing i just want to get the whole thing and i'll just read the whole thing and so i go yeah, to try to find that. the whole thing and i can't find it <laughs> and then there's then it come to find out there's volumes and i think i just looked at that as the issue because like the cover art was like different and right. i was like hmm this says it's 145 pages for volume one. And I'm like, if there is 44 volumes of this thing at 144 <laughs> pages, he's fucking crazy if he thinks I'm reading all this shit. <laughs> and so, yeah, then I started looking at it and I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, one, I think I was looking at it on, uh, it was either Amazon or Goodreads. I was looking at one of those two places um, mm-hmm. and saw that, oh, this is issues one through five. Okay, that makes some more sense. Right. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah. I I, was, I didn't mean to confuse you there, but a lot of times, uh, a lot of these graphic novels will just be a collection of runs. You know, so there'll be a like the 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 first comic we read was like a twelve issue series, and that but that twelve issue could have been in the middle of like it could have been issues like six oh one to six twelve or something like that. It just kind of depends right, on where it right. falls in it. You know and like however they and then you know they'll bring in different authors right in the middle of a run if they want to it just kind of depends on whatever whatever they feel like doing that day i guess um, but so east of west ran like 40 something issues and so they collect uh, every five into a volume to read and so those are called like the trade paperbacks. Well, the trade paperbacks will come out, you know, a couple months after that volume five is released. So it's for people that don't want to buy individual, you know, these paper issues. They would rather just get a volume of something and read it. And so that's that's where I was like, well, I've wanted to read this series. Um, and so I was just like, well, we could start with the volume one, but... Um, there are there are definitely tons of tra- uh, trade paper graphic novels out there that are contained stories. It's just in this instance, it's not going to be a contained story. I've got even in our show notes, you know, I've got some stuff in there that we could pick out, but um, this is just what I chose. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I think I'm gonna keep reading. I think I downloaded the second volume, so I'm gonna keep reading it.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. I've not finished it yet. I don't even think I've read the first issue all the way through. Oh man, it it, it I was confused, but we'll we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. We're gonna dive yeah. into it. We'll spoil the shit out of it. Like yeah. it'll be, yeah, we'll 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 definitely talk it, about it. it.
1: It goes some places. <laughs> I'm
0: excited to hear that you're still going to read it though. So, um. Yeah, look at you getting into comics. I can't oh, believe. Oh man,
1: it's terrible.
0: You made fun of me all those years. Yep, yep. So uh, I've been uh, messing around a little bit more with Luna, the Amazon streaming service. Uh, it's great. I'm going to cancel it tonight, though. Sweet. Huh? What? I said. What I'm su- for?
1: I said sweet.
0: Oh yeah. So I. It's 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 a it's a great service uh it runs really good the app is great uh, but i just don't need it so i think for people out there if, the, if they're wanting a cheap service with just like a grab bag amount of games um it's probably pretty good i'm sure they will continue to add on to it it's the only time it really hitched up on me uh was towards the beginning probably, you know, heating those servers up and stuff. And I don't have experience with Control. I've never played the game before, but it was just like one of the more technical games I wanted to throw at it. But I will say the colors looked really muted. And I don't know, but I don't know if that's an Amazon streaming thing or if that's just the beginning of Control is just a muted because you're in an office and it's just muted colors. Hmm. Also, don't know if maybe that was my monitor doing it. I I just I don't know. So, uh, it's you know I, like I was, like kind of blown away with how well it ran though. Like I know you've you've got experience with Stadia. Um I've messed around a little bit with Stadia. I've messed around a little bit with the XCloud stuff. It seems fine. You know, like um, it's good enough.
1: Did Luna run at 4K or no?
0: Not yet. So that is coming. I would, I you know, uh, they so they have an introductory price right now of like six bucks a month or something, which is actually pretty. That's not bad. It's the the library is pretty slim. They might have thirty games on there, and then if you want any of the Ubisoft stuff, you have to pay for the Ubisoft, Ubisoft uh, Plus their service, which is an additional fifteen dollars on top of it. Uh, it's fine. Their library is fine. Um, but is, that, is that
1: $15 a month?
0: For the Ubisoft? Yes, yeah. it's not a one-time thing. Ooh. So, like, they have Valhalla on there. So, you know, for 15 bucks, I could try out Valhalla if I wanted to for a month. You know, 20 yeah. bucks for, uh, you know, $6 for Luna and then $15 for uh, Ubisoft. And I could play um, Valhalla for a month if I wanted to.
1: Hmm. I guess it's not but too good
0: no it's not and I, I you know I think I think that we'll, we'll do good work there uh, it just really depends on the library I like that it's more of the xCloud side of things where it's just here's a library of games just go have fun you don't have to pay for anything uh, I don't know what their future holds if they're going to open up a store but it seems like the tech is very solid um, so but like I said I I have to cancel it tonight because I don't, I don't need it I've got xCloud, I've got Steam, I've got a decent gaming computer. I, I just, it's, I'm not their target audience for this. It's, it, it's completely unnecessary for me. Unless right, I just right. want to play Control for six bucks a month, but uh, I think I'm okay. Um, besides that, I'm still playing Hades. The game is fantastic. Uh, Divinity, Age of Empires, all the games I've been talking about lately. Uh, so, nothing new. Uh, I did start reading this book called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Hmm. Which is set in Vietnam. And I don't know if it's one of those books where they're like, this is a true story. Like how a Tropic Thunder would start of saying this is a true story. And it's total fabricated. Um, but it's about this... Uh, this guy in this town it's during the Vietnam war and all of his friends are in are overseas in the war and this town gets together and talks this one guy into going into Vietnam and delivering beer to them. It's, uh,
1: it's a strange premise for
0: <laughs> apparently it's a true story. Huh? Um. It's, it's, humorous it was uh so i like my libby app and i'm just always looking for you know what is the library pulling in and it was the the title alone took me the greatest beer run ever so i was like (laughs) i gotta check this out it had decent reviews so it's been good Uh, i've uh i'm probably less than 100 pages into it but i'll you know I'll, i'll let you know how that wraps up but it seems it seems pretty good so far and definitely very bizarre. The guy has some seriously good luck cuz he yeah. <laughs> so that's uh that's about it from me. Want to talk about some board games?
1: Oh man, it's it's about to get real nerdy in here.
0: So do you do you ever play board games?
1: Does the Elsa and Anna version of Shoots and Ladders count?
0: Sure, you know I've got that genre broken in here called roll and go. <laughs>
1: it's a so. spin and go. <laughs> oh right, okay, yeah. right. Spin right, right. the needle around, yes. yeah, yeah.
0: So no experience with board games.
1: Um, I mean Risk, Stratego. Okay. You know, yeah, that, like those are good real board games.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, I like those.
1: <laughs> but no, not not the kind of board games you're talking about. No.
0: So. Uh, okay, so I have uh, a group of friends. There's a coffee shop uh, here, and I live in uh, Jeff. But there's a coffee shop here. It's uh, called uh, Pearl Street Gaming and Coffee. Uh, so it's they, they sell board games there. They sell magic cards there, and then they have just a bunch of tables set up, and they've got really good coffee. Love that place. We go there um, quite a bit and play board games, and um, so it's been cool because I've I, I have a buddy that actually makes board games, and he's um he's very very knowledgeable with this stuff and is is very hardcore into it so it's kind of nice I'm like hey man have you played uh, Everdale? you should uh, you should check that game out and then he'll buy it which is great so that means I get to play it <laughs> so I wanted this episode to kind of talk about some different genres of board games you know different cuz they like the board game genres are all over the place I mean they're they're diverse like video games are you know you could Anyone can get into video games at this point. You know, there's there's from casual to the most extreme stuff, um, and and that's kind of the same thing with board games. You know, there's there's definitely some casual games, tons of casual games, uh, you know that are that are very accessible to people, and then there's you know the definitely hardcore games that you can play. Um, I don't tend to play those quite often. I uh, I like a game that I can sit and finish in a sitting and so some of the games that uh we've played with uh like uh gloomhaven is is a big example of one it's like probably one of the most successful like dungeon crawlers there are and i will say it's it's great uh that's a that's a very fun game to get into but um you'll see reviews of people saying like, Hey, I've spent like 200 hours on this game and we're still playing it, but they seem like they're enjoying themselves. So, Oh yeah, it's, it is, uh, it's super hardcore. And there's like iPhone apps to help track your progress. And there's a lot to it. And I, you know, they've, they've made a steam game of it and the steam game uh they've you know they've been it's been in like early access their own version of early access where they're like slowly rolling out new features and they've actually just the past couple months rolled out the multiplayer feature so it used to be you just kind of play by yourself but now you can virtually play Gloomhaven, you know with all this social distancing shit we have to put up with now so anyway i'm getting way ahead of myself so um, I wanted to just talk about like some of the different genres of board games out there. And I might even quiz you a little bit on these. So, um and this is not an exhaustive list. There are a sh- there's a shit ton out there. I mean, you could break down board games into so many different genres, but I've just got some of the some of the more typical ones on here. So the first one is a roll and go. So these types of board games are, you know, basically played on a grid. You have a dice, you're collecting points or cards. Um, these are very popular with people because they're, they're easy to get into. So like Monopoly is pretty easy to understand what you have to do there. Um, the problem with those games is they tend to rely on luck. And so once you once you start breaking into like other board games, you tend to not play these as much. I still have fun playing Monopoly and there's, there's actually versions of Monopoly that I would like to have. My kids want the fucking Fortnite version of Monopoly. I don't want to pay money for that, but I'll pay money for that new super Mario. one that actually (laughs) killing me. No, I know. And, um, I guess the Mario Kart monopoly has a lot of, um, like different things to it that make the, the, like playing the game, you know, quite different. Um, so that's, uh, I, you know, I've, so I put, uh, I put like one of my favorite games on there. It's probably Monopoly. I don't play a whole lot of roll and go games. Uh, sounds like that's probably the ones that you tend to play the most with your fan. Um, but yeah, so roll and go games, don't really play them anymore, but they definitely have a big ass audience because you can buy, you can basically buy those games at any store you go to and they keep them stocked because people buy them. (laughs) Uh, They're probably a really good birthday gift. I would, I would imagine, but okay. So one of my favorite game uh, genres of game that I like to play is called worker placement. So basically you have a map and you've got locations on this map and you send workers out to these different locations to collect resources. And basically that resources goes towards your score or whatever. That's, that's really it. That's the gist of that. Um, there's a lot of different flavors of worker placement games. So I've got, um, there's a really good one that I like called, it's a Dungeons and Dragons game, but it's called Lords of Waterdeep. So Waterdeep is a location in Dungeons and Dragons. And basically you're just like this overlord in that game. And you're sending these um, people out to these different taverns or, or locations in Waterdeep to collect resources for you. And why? it just kind of, um, why? So you are just, you're, you're basically just like building up, um, you're just building your score up to what end now, like how
1: to win To win or
0: yeah. 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 So you're basically, this isn't like a co-op game. Like you're basically competing with people, you know, you're, you're, um, so, uh, you're the, you get Delta card we tend to just do more um, just random. And so you will you might have a... You might be looking for like more... I'm butchering this, but you might be looking for more like dexterity or something. And this is for Lords of Waterdeep. And so if you can do those types of missions more, you're going to get more points for them. So there's a lot of replay value there um, because not only do you just have those set locations on the uh, the board, but there's additional cards that you're adding to the board that give you like additional locations. And each location might have a different resource. So you know, I'll I'll be generic. The this one location might have a blue resource. This other location might have a green resource. But in a lot of worker placement games, you can only have one worker in a spot. So you're kind of competing with these other people to. You know, if that's the, the thing that you're trying to complete, you know, the mission you're trying to complete, maybe you need the blue resource. But my asshole friend Nathan set his guy on there. So now I can't I can't g- get that resource now. <laughs> and so what you'll do is um, Waterdeep and Everdale. Everdale is probably one of my favorite games I've ever played. Um, they both will go and rounds where you'll have like eight rounds in water deep so a round will be i've got maybe i start with two workers i set those two workers out i collect resources everyone does the same and then they go to the next round um, and then at some point maybe when you hit round three or five or seven or whatever you're going to gain an additional worker so then you can start adding more stuff out there But then as you're collecting, as you're, um, completing missions, maybe you're unlocking new areas that you can go visit that'll have better resources or more of the resource that you're trying to gather. So I know that it's, it, it is kind of confusing, like me trying to explain a worker placement. If you are interested at all in a lot of these games, I'm going to talk about tonight or today, the, I, the, um, mobile apps. There's a ton of them. They're available. They've got really good tutorials with them, and it's a very cheap way to try and learn these games cuz a lot of these board games can be, you know, 40 or 50 bucks. Um and the iOS app or the Android app might be a $5 charge, and you get re- a really good experience with it. A lot of them are built really really well and it surprises me I will sit and play Ascension on my iPad I'll sit and play Lords of Waterdeep and I, I love those games and I'll still you know play them when we get together for board game night so uh, worker placements like I said Everdale is probably one of my favorites it's a very cutesy game it's a lot like Waterdeep but it's uh, it just has it's own level of complexity to it and uh, it might help that I've won a couple times. Maybe it's one of my favorites, but <laughs> there's there's so many different ones out there. I've got a whole like Amazon wish list of you know board games I'd like to have, and there's a there's a ton of different ones out there. But those are probably the two more popular ones I've played. Um, and yeah, I would say uh, Everdell definitely takes it for me. Uh, Everdell is like a eighty dollar game though. I think I've seen it on sale uh, and the cheapest I've seen it was like 50 bucks. So it's definitely a, there's a, you know, a pretty big upfront cost there. I, they don't have an iPhone app or an iPad app or an Android app that I'm aware of anyway. So let's move on to, there's deck builders. You ever played a deck building game?
1: You talking about Pokemans?
0: So I don't, it, Okay. Kinda. So technically, yes. And I do have the Pokemon um, deck building game. It's called Pokemon Academy. And so I like deck building games because everything you need is in the box. You don't, you're don't, you not buying booster packs or you don't need to buy booster packs. Um, everything that you need to play the game is in the box. So in a deck building game, uh, so some of the more popular ones are Ascension, um, there's a DC deck building game, which is probably the easiest one to learn. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty stripped down in terms of like the complexities of it. And then there's uh, Marvel Legendary, which I like. Marvel Legendary because it's got like a, it's kind of got a co-op aspect to it, where everyone is fighting the same supervillain, but you're also trying to like build your team up. You know, you've got your own like points pool that you're trying to compete with. Yeah. Okay, so um, deck-building games, the ones that I've played, you basically start with the same hand. Everyone starts with the same ten cards or eight cards or whatever it is. And you're using those cards to build additional cards that might give you extra functionality or they're points cards or whatever. So you're just kind of going through and, you know, so say I start with uh, ten cards of my... My first hand is five cards. Okay, I've spent those. Now my next card or my next hand is the remaining five cards. So then, once that is done, I'm gonna shuffle it all together and I just keep redrawing from that small pool. But I'm slowly building cards to it. Hmm. So, um, I like those games quite a bit. I I loved. I grew up playing Pokemon. I've never actually played Magic. Have you ever played Magic before?
1: No, negative.
0: My my neighbor he's 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 got a seems like a pretty vast collection of magic cards. He played Pokemon too. Actually played in a Pokemon tournament and won. I love telling that story. But um, I I like the Pokemon game. So with Pokemon cards, you have to buy booster packs. Now you can buy a, a like a a full deck that's already you know pre built for you, but you are um, you're going to want to make changes to those. Like a anyone that starts getting really into it, you're going to want to make changes to them. But there are um, there are board games of it, and you know, I've I've Target has one for like twenty dollars, and I've so I've been teaching my son. He's six. He's you know struggles with it a little bit, but I've been teaching him how to play Pokemon, and it's been nice because it comes with a board, and it shows where all you set all your prize cards and it just kind of like it you know it's like well here's your bench of pokemon and then here's where your fighter goes and it kind of walks him through it a little bit um it's a little different than the deck building games i've played but it's kind of the same thing where you've just kind of you have a deck that you're working out of but um, I, I really like the deck building games. They're, the Ascension is probably one of my favorites, and the iOS app is free. So it's definitely um, very easy to get into that and see if you would be interested in it. And Ascension is, I think they're all like one to four players. I've actually played three-player Pokemon. That was kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, so the next thing I have on here is Social Light Games uh so uh, so i uh, when we get like bigger groups together that might have 5 to 7 people it's kind of hard to play a typical board game because they'll they tend to cap out at like 4 people um some games might accommodate one more person or even two more people but if you're going to get something you know with a lot of people uh we t- we tend to play like these social uh types of games so um, I'm sure you've probably heard of Resistance.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty good game. Resistance, yeah, so what, you've played Resistance too.
0: Oh no, we love us Resistance Three. No, is it two or three?
1: I can't remember. I which thought it was it three. Is. It might be three.
0: God, Rich, Resistance Three was a hell of a game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever one we played co-op.
0: Yeah, I think that was. Uh, I think that was three. Because I. I don't think I've played the first one. I think I played the second one by myself. Resistance 3 was just a hell of a game. They went out on a banger. I will say that. Uh, but anyway. So Resistance is. It's a card game. Where you're basically a sp- You're either a spy. Or you're part of the resistance. And you get dealt a random card. And you have to put your head down. On the table. and then But all the spies. They pick their heads up. So they the spies know who they are, but the resistance members they might not they they don't know who you know who everyone else is, and so there's a leader that is um, putting these missions together, where they might have to send out three people for a mission or two people for a mission, and they're trying to pick who they should bring on the mission. And so the spies mm-hmm. are obviously trying to work together where they're like, you want me on the mission. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, the resistance are just like, well, I'm not, I'm not a spy. So I'm the worst fucking liar, rich. And we would, we'd be playing resistance. And I'm just like, I'm not a fucking spy. I'm, I was the biggest spy of all of them. I was just like, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not a spy, but I can't lie. So I'm just like one of the worst players to play. Um,
1: this kind of sounds like uh, Among Us.
0: Yes. So I don't. I have not played them. Have you played that?
1: No. No. I've watched some giant bomb streams of it, though. It sounds okay, very yeah. similar to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a lot like that, just in card form. But there's a there's a ton of those out there. Um, I think actually one of the first games that really got me into playing more board games besides ticket to ride was this, this little game called love letter. Now, um, do you know a guy by the name of Lloyd case?
1: Oh man, that rings a bell for some weird reason.
0: Yeah. Why do you know that guy? I don't know. Okay. So he used to be an, uh, PC editor, but he was a guest quite a bit on tested
1: okay and he, okay
0: and he would get on the tested podcast and he would always talk about board games and i always loved when he was on that show and would just like geek out on the latest board games so i listened to you know a random episode of tested like way back in the day this is the whiskey media days this is not um uh, the uh mythbusters or anything it's way before that stuff and so uh he he brought up love letter and was just like, hey, it's a it's a very small barrier of entry. It's like a twelve dollar game, and it's it's seventeen cards, so it's really easy to understand what this game is is doing. And so I actually started talking to him back and forth on Twitter, and I was just like, hey, you know, I kind of like to get into board games. I think it'd be you know something fun for like um, my wife and I to do, um, you know, like and and friends, and and so he recommended that, and I bought it, and I love it. Uh, love letters are it's a really fun game it comes in this cute little um like velvet pouch but you're just you're trying to court the princess i, I won't get into it uh, but it's it's really easy to understand there is an ios app for it um it's probably a couple bucks but that i think it was that and um, ticket to ride which is uh, it's a really fun board game to play uh, those are probably the two things that kind of got me into this i board games is about the only thing i collect i don't i don't have a tendency to collect video games um i did i used to have a ton of like old school you know like i had a massive shelf of nintendo and super nintendo games and but now i just tend to like let X Cloud feed me stuff and uh, <laughs> I don't I don't collect really anything but board games. My board game shelf uh is is definitely overflowing with stuff, so at some point I'll probably have to sell some of this off. But um I really like the social light games and I try to even just go into like a party where I know nobody in there plays board games, I at least bring something with me just in case I can talk them into something. And it might be really casual uh so super fight is another casual game i like to talk about super fight is uh have you ever played cards against humanity uh yes okay so it's the black and white concept where um you might have a hand of white cards and you're kind of going against a black card right so super fight kind of takes that idea but you're building a super villain of like some of the worst shit and it's just uh we play it uh, there's there's different modified rules how you can play it but we basically make it to where you need to convince me why your shitty villain that you're building over there can beat my villain and it's almost like a voting game at that point but it'll be you know there'll be modifier cards or it'll be like you're uh 10 feet tall or you're 20 feet tall and then there's 10 of you and you're fucking rambo so of course you're going to kick ass it's just real dumb shit like that that just has me giggling so much. It's just like my perfect sense of humor. Um, but Super Fight is that's a that's a really good good game, and I, I think Cards Against Humanity is, is fun. I, lo- I love that game, and I, I have a lot of fun when we play it. But I, I if you've played it a lot, you know you tend to kind of get bored with it. So I think if for those that might be looking for something else like that, I think Super Fight's a really good one. They've got a lot of different uh, expansions out for that as well. Am I going too fast? Nope. Nope. All right. So there's also this game I like playing called Sheriff of Nottingham. And this will be the last game that I'll talk about in this this genre. Um, sheriff Nottingham. I'm again, I'm a bad liar. Uh, what happens in this game is so say if me and you were playing, I am the sheriff. You're trying to sneak in Well, you're maybe not. You're just trying to get stuff across the border, you know, you've got a, a box of stuff that hits my desk and it might have nothing but cheese in it, but I don't know that. So you're sticking this stuff in a bag and you're sliding it to me. It's like, mm-hmm. then you're declaring what you have. So you would say, I've got four cheeses in this bag and i pick up the bag. I let the look at the bag. Now you might be a motherfucker and you might actually have contraband in the bag Because the contraband is going to be worth like way more points than a couple cheese wheels, right? And so I like this game because there's this whole bartering system that happens that you can, you'll kind of start playing off the sheriff. So you might tell me, okay, there's four cheeses in this bag. Okay, um, I'm going to choose not to believe you. So I'm going to check your bag and see if you've got any contraband in it. But then you can fire back and say, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll give you an additional cheese wheel if you don't check my bag. <laughs> so then it turns into this thing where you're just like, no, fuck you, Rich. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm, you're not going to buy me off. But you might give up a two-point card, but you've got like a 12-point card in the bag that if I agree to take your bribe, you're going to make out like a bandit. And so it's just this, it's just this, um, it's really interesting to see how people that like, even like me, that is really terrible at lying, are trying to get past you. And the more you play with people, the more you start understanding like, well, I know that that motherfucker over there is going to lie about everything. So I'm checking all of his bags. But if you do have four cheese wheels in there, then I have to pay you a bunch of money. Uh, So it's almost like there's this like balance of like, well, I'm I'm going to try to sneak some stuff across, but some stuff I need to be genuine on. Otherwise, nobody will believe me for anything that I declare. I love Sheriff of Nottingham. That's that's another one of my favorites. uh, I like playing.
1: There's a video game that came out. That seems kind of similar to that. Not long ago, like a few months ago, I'm going to have to try to look it up and see what it is.
0: Please do that. That sounds, um, that sounds like that'd be really fun. Oh, and not to go on a tangent here, but I love going on tangents. Uh, have you seen anything on that phasmophobia?
1: Yeah, that looked really janky.
0: Did it? Okay, I've got uh, I have some friends that are like super into it right now. Um, Giant Bomb actually has a
1: pretty good quick look. You should watch.
0: Okay. Yes, yeah, so I will do that. Thank you. So there's card games out there. Um, Splendor I think Splendor might be my favorite board game uh, my wife and I play that quite a bit really easy to understand um, card game where you're you are you start with some jewels you're buying jewels and you're using those jewels to buy cards those cards have a point value to them you're trying to get the 15 points it's really easy to understand but there's just a lot of variety on how you can go about collecting those cards and I would say my wife and I have probably played 50 rounds of that game and I still love it so much. Like it's it's something different for us to do. Um Sushi Go is on there like the Fox in the Forest. It's kind of like Euchre. Um I'm real bad at Euchre. <laughs> I I tend to be You're from Indiana.
1: Um, you can't be bad at Euchre.
0: Well, I tend to learn euchre while I'm drinking and then I forget how to play it. (laughs) So I don't understand the Trump system. I don't understand that stuff. But uh, the Fox in the Forest Well, it starts with a
1: Twitter account and then
0: you go from there. (laughs) Yeah, I I just don't. uh, I never know how to play euchre. And it's always like one of those embarrassing things. Just like if you get, you know, three or four cougar baits in me, then maybe I'll learn how to play it, but... Uh, and I'm sure you've heard of Exploding Kittens. That's um that's another pretty popular card game, it's pretty fun to play too. What else do we have on here? I brought up uh, campaign style games at the beginning of the of our discussion here. Gloomhaven's about the only one I've played. I mean Dungeons & Dragons is is probably one of the most popular ones out there. There's so many different flavors of that. There are I have friends that play a bunch of different of those campaign style games. They're just, it's hard to commit. It's hard for me to say, okay, I will be there every Tuesday or you've got me, you know, every Friday or whatever. It's just hard for me to commit to something like that. Yeah. So then I just tend to not play them. That's why I like the games that I can sit and finish in one playthrough and then we're good. But, uh, you know, Gloomhaven a run of gloomhaven could take about two to three hours, which is fine, but you've got 80 or 90 other scenarios you have to try to get through. So it's very, very hardcore. So the last, uh, type of game I have on here is co-op games. I like, I like co-op games. I like working with people. I'm, I'm not very competitive at nature. I tend to just have more fun. If I win or lose, I don't really care. Um, I like co-op games. Some of the more popular ones are Pandemic. Have you heard of Pandemic?
1: Mm, no. Bad name, no.
0: I know. So it's I'm sure it's been selling like hotcakes a lot lately. Uh, but it is about a virus that spreads across the world. And you're trying to work together to stop it. Uh, Forbidden Island is another good one. I know uh, I've heard quite a bit about that. It's pretty popular. And then Castle Panic. <clears throat> is about is uh probably another one that's uh really really popular it's got a lot of different spinoffs and stuff so a lot of these games that i've talked about tonight they a lot of them have expansions i do n- i never buy expansions and outside of a couple of games uh king domino is probably one of them i'll talk about that in a minute um i i don't think the expansion adds anything to the core. Now, that's probably a controversial thing to say, but I tend to just stick with the vanilla out-of-the-box game, and I'm pretty happy with it. I've bought I've bought a couple expansions to games, and I just don't tend to play them. I just will more so just stick with the original version of the game. So, for someone like you, who might not play a lot of these kinds of games that I've talked about, I have a list of five... Easy games to get into, and so first is Love Letter, which is probably one of the first ones I I was able to get into. Again, it's 17 cards, really easy. You could read the rules in five minutes and understand what the what's going on there. Uh, King Domino is another one. I really like that game. Um, we've played probably a dozen rounds of it, and I, it's it's one that my six and my eight year old can easily understand you're it's a uh, dominoes and you're building a five by five grid and depending on if you're able to match the marshes together or the forests together or whatever you're going to get more points for it it's, it's again it's really easy to understand um king dominoes is, is really good sushi goes another one sushi goes a card game you're building a plate of sushi <laughs> um but yeah it's uh Depending on the type of sushi plate you're building, um, there's different points value. But the cool thing with Sushi Go is you might start with a hand of nine cards. And so I'm going to lay out some sashimi. But then you take your hand and you pass it to the next person. So it's hard to build a strategy because y- your hand is kind of ever-evolving. And then you're kind of like, you might not necessarily be counting cards in your head, but you're trying to remember like, okay... That first round, I know I had, you know, Negri or something, and I, I need to get that back. So if nobody else has played it, I know that that's going to come back to me. Uh, Sushi goes really fun. Ticket to Ride is another one. Um, I recommend Ticket to Ride to a lot of people. Have you played that one at all? Nope. Any know anything about it?
1: Um, it was like an early XBLA game.
0: Hey, I, I think it's on Game Pass.
1: Yeah, it was an old uh like Xbox 360 arcade game. I remember that.
0: Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Uh and actually I think Pandemic is on uh XCloud as well. Uh so Ticket to Ride it is a it's a train game, you know, you're building trains. You've got a destination card that's like, "Hey, you need to build a train from Boston to LA." That'd be a really hard train to build. But uh you know, you've got different routes that you can Uh, build a train on and then you're collecting cards where the route from i'll say boston to new york again that's a bad example but would be you need yellow cards and then from i'll just pick on indianapolis from new york to indianapolis you need red cards from there and then go into kansas you need blue cards so you're collecting cards and then you're placing your trains on those cards or on the map but I like that game because sometimes your destination and whoever else you're playing with, their destination might be really similar. Mm-hmm. So it, it turns into a little bit of a race where you're like, I don't, I don't want somebody to accidentally cut me off, or they might make me go this long way around the United States or whatever version of it you're playing. Um, and the, I, I think that's been a lot of fun. My daughter really understands that game. My son, he kind of struggles with it a little bit. Uh, but that was it, Ticket to Ride was one of the first like not more hardcore board games it's it's pretty easy to understand but it's it's um it definitely helped break me into board games and then splendor so that's uh splendor is just a fantastic game it's so fun uh my wife and I love playing that so if anyone's looking to get into board games i'd say those 5 would be a good place to start and then if you want to just go crazy and du- jump into the deep end play some gloomhaven that's all i got
1: (laughs) was that exhausting (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) and and i didn't even scratch the surface i mean there's so much to it Uh, so now it's there are different um, groups that i follow that's like hey we've got Sales or here's the latest sales on Amazon. I gotta stop following those because I've been buying a lot of board games lately with stuff going on sale. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I'm running out of room. So, but they're they're a lot of fun. I play a lot of board games. That's all I got. You got any questions?
1: Oh man, there's. I, I think the problem is is I don't I don't see where I have the time. Like I don't have. I barely have time to do anything as it is. Right. I'm trying to like dedicate, especially to something that was like an ongoing thing. I just don't see, I don't see where I'd find the time. Like if my kids so, were into it, maybe, but my, like my wife would not
0: be interested in this stuff. She's more, she likes more like traditional card games. Um, so one I would recommend, um, your, your oldest might have fun with this. Um, it's There's this game called Outfoxed. And it's cool. It's a, it's a, I would say it's like a roll and dice or a roll and go game um, where there's this like sneaky little fox and you're unlocking these clues that you can put in this thing and you're trying to figure out who is the fox of the game. And so there's different, there's different characters that you're trying to figure out like who's the sneaky one here, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, We've played that uh, quite a bit with our kids and and they they tend to like it but we'll still break out stuff like jenga or connect four you know we we still play that stuff quite a bit because the you know it's just really easy for the kids to understand and it's just something else to do than than watch freaking minecraft videos like they like to do (laughs) we bought we bought um a vizio tv and it's got a watch-free... Have you heard of the watch-free stuff? Yeah. Do you have a Vizio TV at yeah, all? Yeah, the
1: one I have upstairs, my 4K 70-inch is a Vizio. Yeah, so
0: they've stumbled... So we were just channel surfing one day, and they stumbled into... There's an IGN channel. There's a GameStop... Or, sorry, GameSpot channel. Mm-hmm. And then there's a channel where people stream Fortnite, Minecraft, and Roblox.
1: Oh, boy. The, and now The Holy my Trinity. Kids, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And now my kids it's they're just like after they're done with the day their day it's like now they're getting to a point where they just want to watch these streamers just play game. They don't want to play the game. They just want to watch people play Minecraft. I'm just like motherfuckers watch me play Minecraft. Like I'll narrate <laughs> what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll talk I'll fumble through this. But it's I haven't heard any like curse words yet. I'm sure the Fortnite one probably a little different, but yeah, they, they are just eating that up right now.
1: Dude, there is so so much. My, for a while on that TV, you have like YouTube, all the apps and stuff, the media apps. Mm -hmm. And for a while, my, my five-year-old was into you like actual YouTube and it would serve like, like kids stuff. And she would literally watch people like, building like disney princess like play-doh sets right like just taking them out of the box and like building them and that was the whole video to
0: the the like the easter egg stuff
1: yes yep yeah yep those um god there was some other really weird ones i can't remember what they are anymore thankfully she finally stopped watching that crap but.
0: And you know when we you know when we used to run that video game website, I was always looking like how much are people making off marketing, <clears throat> and I think at the time it's probably different now. If you hit a million views, you were making probably four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now knowing that, and you go and look at what house and I I know the times are probably different, and it's probably it might be a quarter of that, but even then. Knowing that they bought this item from Sam's Club—that's a chocolate egg—and you're just gonna watch these people crack into this, (laughs) and it gets like several million views. You're just like, "Oh my gosh, I just I don't understand." But more power to you if you're if that's if you can make money doing that stuff. But it I just. Where's the goddamn Looney Tunes, you know? <laughs> nah,
1: dude, I mean, it's, there's a YouTube channel dedicated to everything. Yeah. It's out there, whatever you're looking for, whether it's, yeah, there was one where they were opening open up, like, those little eggs, and they'd have, like, Disney princesses, and I'm remembering that now. Yeah, um, yeah. or, like, making cakes.
0: Uh yeah man. oh yeah so my daughter she gets into like the Great British Bake Off so they they'll they love watching that stuff on Netflix because those shows you, do are your just kids so like sweet run the to... remote do they what I'm sorry do they
1: like run their TV remote
0: uh no
1: can they yeah. operate it is what I'm saying
0: oh yes yes I thought you meant like do they like try to claim ownership of no, it no 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 no. no, no. Yeah, no, my kids understand how to how yeah, to use my 2-year-old
1: can turn the TV on, get to the Disney Plus channel and like pick what she wants to watch.
0: Does she pick up the remote and she's like, "Alexa, no, she <laughs> send me no, the latest trailer the to this." That's crazy. No,
1: yeah, she can't string a sentence together, but she can use that remote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's
0: pretty wild. <laughs> Oh, wow All right, rich Anything else?
1: I did have something else um that we forgot. Oh, did you watch the Mandalorian?
0: Yes, Episode I did three. yeah, hold on yes, I did right, yes okay it's all uh uh um spoiler, but uh. A katana or the katana chicks in it, right? Yeah, both. Yeah, bo- and the katana. different in the different, yeah, and they all take their helmet off, and I was just like, "What the fuck's this mean?" So,
1: yep. yep, those are actual Mandalorians.
0: So I and see, I don't understand what you just said because I didn't think they could show their faces.
1: They're from Mandalore, like.
0: So, it was a decent episode. I thought.
1: Uh Yeah, um, it was okay. Yeah, I I liked it more than the first two, Um and I like. I like that she was in it because she's from Clone Wars, um, and there's like a whole there's like a whole story arc dedicated to Mandalore in in Clone Wars. Um, her actually, yeah, Bo-Katan's, check that show out. Yeah, Bocatan's sister, um, Sistine, I think it's how you say her name, Sistine, um, She was like the ruler of Mandalore uh, during a portion of the Clone Wars, and she's Obi Wan's love interest. Like from his
0: past. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah.
1: So it's like, there she's like, yeah, that guy was pretty welcome. And then like, that's like on Mandalore. Like, Mando in the show is not. I don't think he's a man. Like, he's from Mandalore. Like, he's part of the. He's basically part of like a religious like break off of the Mandalore, right. of Mandalore. Right. Yeah. Because that's when like he, when like when they show up and they're like, oh yeah, he's one of those people.
0: Right. Yes. <laughs> those exactly. Crazy okay. People. Yeah, so... uh. I could could take a little less of the split-second saving. And what I mean by that is, let's build this tension up into the very last second, and then... So, obviously, it's not going to be eaten by that thing in the water, the the Baby Yoda. So, at the very, very last second, let's make sure we save the day. And then five minutes later, we're going to do that same thing again, where we're going to put our hero into a situation, but he's going to be saved at the very last second. They do that a lot, like, and it just, it gets a little tiring. I mean, they did that a lot with the first episode too. And then the second episode, you know, he got rescued right at the very end. Um,
1: Yeah. I'm getting pretty tired of like the, here's the five minutes where baby Yoda's a baby. Right. Like here's him trying to eat his food. His did
0: they make him from the first season sound like like an actual baby?
1: I mean is it? Because they definitely Dodo. got
0: a baby in that in that recording booth and just like had it make a bunch oh, of you noise. Mean the voiceover?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't remember it sounding just so much like a baby, but maybe it did.
1: I yeah, know, I think they I think you're right. I think they changed it a little bit for sure. Yeah,
0: like he sounds like a human baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is strange coming out of that critter's mouth. But
1: oh man, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm I'm a little bit excited uh, for the next episode since they mentioned Desogitano.
0: Right, so. and, and 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 maybe I missed you. It was um a, a sister. It like. Of that character because their names are really similar.
1: No, 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 no. So, so Bocatan the
0: Bocatan, yeah, okay.
1: the the main uh, person in that episode, that chick, Katie Sackoff, whatever that a- actress's name is. Um, her sister is Sustine, who was the leader of Mandalore.
0: Gotcha. During, okay. During a specific right, cool. like time frame,
1: but Ahsoka Tano is a completely different person. She's a she's a Jedi.
0: So at some point um, during our um, our comic book of the month, or however we want to brand that, or we might even need to do more than once a month. I I don't know. We'll talk about that offline. But there there is a run of a Star Wars comic right now, and I think it's touching base with some of the storylines in this. And I I'm really interested in that.
1: So there is now, a new. That, there is like a new. Uh, I don't know what to call it. Um, what did they call like the new 52 and all that stuff when they rebuilt like DC and Marvel like 10 years ago
0: like, uh, I mean like, it's just a like, it, it's a well I will say that it, that's a completely different like rebranding they and it was all original stuff it right. wasn't so, they so weren't like
1: that's that that kind of thing is getting ready to happen with Star Wars Um, there's a whole like new line of like graphic novels and like Media that's going to come out like with this new kind of like a clean break type of thing.
0: Is it supposed to be canon?
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I will have to send it to you. Maybe we should talk about it next week. I I can't yeah. remember what it's called. It's got a specific name. I I went and like uh, pre-ordered some of the some of the stuff that was coming out.
0: Oh, look at yeah. you. Yeah. Wow. You're yeah. really into it now. I've created a monster. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I. So i will try and get into the cartoon um we did watch the first episode my son he seemed interested in it i just i need to find the time i just have not been making time for it but um yeah i need to give it a shot maybe that could be my my exercise bike I know that you you tend to do that too, but just watch a little something on an exercise bike and yeah, that's that's the that's away. the show
1: that I watch. Yeah,
0: when one, mm. one I'm riding. Yeah, it, it, there, did you watch um, Rebels at all?
1: Not yet. No. no.
0: Okay. Because I know there's like three or four on Disney Plus. I love the fact that they're for seven bucks. They are releasing their all their stuff in 4K. We started watching the first Star Wars, the the like Episode One, because I just wanted to show my son the pod racing scene, oh, and yeah. then I've I've heard that they've been upscaling some stuff. They're, they're doing work, and I just remember I watched Episode One on a 13 inch screen in a hotel room. <laughs> that I think we brought a DVD player. And then it just, but I just remember the sounds of Star Wars are just one of a kind. I mean, it is just, it's on a different level, um, the music and all that stuff. But the pod racing scene, if, if one thing stuck out to me, it was just the noise of those pod racers going around corners and stuff. And, um, so I wanted to to show my son that cuz I was like I know this this will look cool and I know they've done some work to it but it looks it looks fantastic. It's crazy, you know, cuz they I'm watching it on a 4K TV and just the amount of work that they're putting into all this stuff, it looked really really good. And yeah. the Mandalorian looks really good on there too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just kudos to them cuz Netflix, you know, I think it's 18 bucks a month now if you want the 4K content. Yeah. yeah i know that there's it's it's a shitload more content i totally get that but the fact that disney's doing it right where they're like here's here it is and, and it's you know to the best of our ability that we can make it it's in 4k and the mandalorian looks fantastic so but just the do 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 like that right, noise because yeah, 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 because yeah, uh, yeah. i bought a um i have like a you know surround sound system here so just being able to hear that and it's like thumping your chest i was just like oh shit!" (laughs) i think i might be turning into a little bit of a fanboy here
1: yeah 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 so that that star wars uh uh kind of clean break that i was talking about is called the high republic um i just sent you a link Mm. to it it's uh it launches in january 2021 uh with original stories spanning a variety of books comics and beyond so I think it takes place in like a very specific time period. I don't know if it's like mm, before okay. or after or what um, but but yeah, they're like kind of rebuilding a bunch of like they brought in a bunch of different writers and and people like from outside of Star Wars um, and even like people that have written I think some people that have written like Star Wars novels before and have like got them building kind of this new kind of offshoot of the universe so um,
0: yeah I, l- I like that idea it. of bringing in some fresh people to tell stories. I didn't know that uh is it Bryce Dallas Howard is directing The Mandalorian. Uh
1: she just did that episode. Okay, I think this last episode she did. I think they do different directors every episode or every so often. Oh, uh, okay. Cuz didn't like Taki what what TD the guy that did uh So when you lo- when
0: I load the um The Mandalorian, it's always his picture. It's Taika Waititi's picture. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And it shows him like in front of a, you know, a rig, but
1: yeah. Yeah, I think he did one of the episodes last last season.
0: Gotcha. That's kind of cool. I like I like that they're changing it up a little bit. Hmm. Uh so yeah, we I'm sure we will just continue to talk about that show. Um I will do my best to get into the other stuff and, you know, maybe we can have a conversation about that. Next week's uh, episode, we're going to be discussing the news of November. Uh, so it's it's we've kind of had this idea where we we want to be able to discuss news. I know we 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 tend to like touch on it like some of the bigger stuff, but there was an Apple press conference and we spent maybe like a couple minutes on it. So you know the the last episode of the month shows will give us a little more. Uh, wiggle room to to kind of discuss some stuff in in greater detail and so you know even stuff like this you know it's it's really just going to be a i want to use mixed bag because that's just it's such a yeah. over oh, yeah overused term uh but uh, i just I just kind of like a whatever whatever we want to talk about that episode it could be a, just a bunch of mix of stuff but then that will also end up being our comic book review episode so we'll we'll talk about the comic book of the month and and like uh, Rich was saying, uh, the comic for this month is going to be the first volume of East of West. If we, if I get through the second volume, if I read it and I, I really like it, and I get through the second volume, we can talk about that too. I'll just make sure we announce that on the show. Uh, that way, yeah. everyone listening will know that we're going to be spoiling the heck out of that. Uh, but I'm it. I'm excited. I've I have not finished it. I have barely jumped into the first issue. But the fact that you're telling me you're going to continue it that has me pretty excited but hey thanks everyone uh for listening uh if you want to check out our website see some of our or listen to some of our past shows you can go to bitpunch.tech you can follow us on twitter at bitpunch and we'd love to hear from you so if you want to send us an email you can send that to emails at bitpunch.tech thank you so much rich this was a fun episode yeah and uh yeah so uh thanks and we will be back next week bye everyone